Hey friends, welcome back to another edition, episode three of the Way of the Master podcast. I'm Tom Johnston, and thank you for taking the time to join me today. I want to share about the leader as a steward. You know, in the New Testament, Jesus tells a lot of parables about stewardship and uh, how that uh, a steward, of course, is someone who takes care of something, has a responsibility for something that is not their own. So he tells the parable of the householder and, and the parable of the vineyard. And there's, and there's different parables of stewardship where uh, in those stories, people are charged with the care of something that's not their own. Parable of the talents is another example. And um, how they are evaluated uh, is on what they did with what they had. Like, how well did they take care of that with which they were charged? So stewardship is a key metaphor for leadership in the New Testament. Um, this idea of the leader as a steward or the leader as a servant of God and of others is a key factor uh, for us in understanding a New Testament paradigm for leadership. In our world today, we have a very vertical or hierarchical structure in leadership in most places, and certainly in the church where there's kind of a pecking order or vertical uh, uh, structure that uh, as you go up the structure, people have more authority, more power to make decisions and influence things, and therefore are shown greater deference. Uh, now, that obviously is something that's of this world and not something that's of the kingdom, because in the kingdom, we are taught to be servant leaders. In fact, that's always the way I think of leadership, servant hyphen leaders. And uh, Jesus tells a great uh, um, number of, of stories and parables about this factor. You know, and, and today I hear a lot of people say, well, you know, we, there, there really don't need to be any leaders in the, in the body of Christ. It's just we're all the same, we're all equal. And what they misunderstand is while we are equal in value, uh, we are not equal in role. In other words, God has different tasks and people are graced with different gifts. And uh, leadership is a gift uh, that God gives. We see this in places like Romans 12, 1 Corinthians 12, where we see different leadership functions laid out. Um, but those are functions. Those are not something that adds value to someone. So the task doesn't define us. It's who we are as sons and daughters of Christ uh, that define us. And so in that, there's this great passage uh, where Jesus speaks to his disciples in Luke 22, starting in uh, verse 24. There's a, a dispute among them. So it says, A dispute arose among them as to which of them was to be regarded as the greatest. I, ju I just find this hilarious, personally, because these guys are posturing uh, to find their place in the kingdom. They, they see this move of God happening, and they, they want to be at the right hand of the left. And, you know, they're, they're, they're trying to get their condos arranged in Jerusalem. You know, I can see it all happening. Uh, in my head. So, uh, there, you know, one's going to be the Grand Vizier, the other one's going to be the Grand Poobah. You know, I mean, they're trying to find out what, what's their big place in the kingdom. And what Jesus says to the, and, he, and it said to them, the, the kings of the Gentiles exercise lordship over them and those in authority over them who are, 
who are called benefactors. But not so with you. Rather, let the greatest among you become as the youngest and the leader as the one who serves. For who is, for who is the greater, one who reclines at table or one who serves? If it's the one who reclines at table, is it the one who reclines at table? But I am among you as the one who serves. So he makes it very clear to them that leaders are to be servants. The first shall be last and the last shall be first. He goes on to say this. You are those who have stayed with me in my trials, and I assign to you as my father has assigned to me a kingdom that you may eat and drink at my table in the kingdom and sit on thrones judging the 12 tribes of Israel. So Jesus is very clear that, guys, don't worry about your place in the kingdom. You've all got a spot. You're all going to be at the table with me in the kingdom. And then he goes on to say specifically about the apostles that they'll judge the tribes of Israel. But, but in reality, if you broaden the perspective, all of us who are called to leadership responsibility in the body uh, are um, going to be sitting at the table with the Lord. So that's not the issue. So as we've said before, leadership is influence. It's the influence of one's character and the grace empowerment, the gifts, the talents, the abilities upon another person. So leaders are those servants of Christ who have a God-given place of responsibility for influencing the life and ministry of others. And, and the word... Uh, the word in Greek for leader in this passage in, in Luke uh, that we just read uh, basically can tr be translated as those that go before, those that, that guide, those that influence someone in a particular way so as to cause them to follow, uh, you know, a recommended course of action. So we influence people towards the future that God has for them towards a particular course of action in any given situation. And so the, the leader can't see themselves just functioning in, in positional authority, but rather they are people who have a God-given responsibility that God's going to hold them to account for the welfare of the people that are in their charge. Now, some, some people may be a leader of uh, perhaps a small group, let's say a dozen or so people. Uh, the same rule applies. Uh, maybe you're, you're a pastor or a church planter and you have 50 people. The same thing applies. You're a steward. You're a servant of those people. Maybe you've got 100, 200, 500, 1,000, 10,000. It really doesn't matter. Unlike the world today, as we think about bigger is better, specifically in the kind of the American or Western context, we, we forget that it doesn't matter how much you're charged with uh, being responsible for it. You're still a steward. You don't own it. We don't own the sheep. We don't own the church. We, we don't own those things. They belong to the Lord. So what Jesus says is the kings uh, uh, lord themselves. So like, here's what we got to understand. There's one king. His name is Jesus. And he there's one Lord. Jesus, we're not king. We're not Lord. We are servants of that king, 
and we are stewards. We're ambassadors. We're fully empowered. Uh, you know, we have exousia, authority. We have power, dunamis, through the Holy Spirit to function as stewards. But we, we don't command and control things. We influence people. Now, I understand that sometimes in what you do, you probably give directives and that's okay. There's place for that. But, but in reality, we're supposed to influence people towards uh, the kingdom. And in fact, most people only follow a directive if they, you've already built some relational credibility with them so that you're able to um, show them kind of the path that they need to be on. So, so with that, we, we need to understand that we are not the people that are in control, that we are the people that are helping guide others in the path. So, uh, you know, Thomas Groom, who's a Christian educator at uh, Boston University, uh, he wrote in uh, one of his books on uh, Christian religious education, he said that, that really what it is that we do as leaders is we lead people out toward the kingdom of God. So we're, we're leading individuals, we're, we're leading groups, we might lead organizations out towards the kingdom. But we have to understand that that leadership, as we've said before, is not a status. It's not kind of an honor badge. It's uh, it's it's not that uh, you're at the top. Uh, rather, we're at the bottom. That we are the servant of all. That we are the people that, when it comes down to it, are responsible for what takes place. There have been many times in the past 30 plus years of my pastorate and 40 some plus years in leadership in the church that where I have been called upon to deal with situations because I am the responsible party. And in, in some days it's like, okay, the church didn't get clean this week. So Kathy and I, my wife, were over there as the senior pastors were cleaning the church because it's our responsibility. There's a time uh, recently when someone had uh, a major appliance break and they were dealing with illness and uh, they couldn't get out to get a refrigerator. So the leadership uh, conspired together and, and uh, we, we got uh, a refrigerator for the person. And myself and three other guys, we went over and, and got the refrigerator into our house. Now, you know, organizationally, uh, someone might have passed that off if they thought that that kind of service was uh, was beneath them. But in reality, I just wanted to make sure this this wonderful sister in the Lord had a refrigerator. So guess what? You know, I felt I had a responsibility. And even as the senior pastor, the lead pastor, uh, myself, and actually it turned out being two other pastors and a pastoral apprentice, you know, we didn't pass this down the food chain, you know, so to speak. We didn't pass this off on anybody else. I said, let's go, boys. And we went and did it. And there was a, another one of our staff who's uh, a little older than I am. And he's incredibly gifted mechanically. And, and uh, so, you know, he came along because we knew we'd have things to do. The other two guys are also very gifted with their hands, but they're also younger. And uh, they were the guys that were uh, toting and lifting the refrigerator. It wasn't going to be me. Uh, I'm not at that place anymore. But 
you know, we, we got her done. We made it happen because it was our responsibility as leaders to see that through. We didn't pass it off. Now, there's nothing wrong with delegation. But honestly, uh, delegation is a management thing. And leadership is, is, is as we've said before, you know, the, the means of bringing the future. And so we needed to bring the future into this lady's home. And I organized it and, and we did it. Now, there's been lots and lots and lots and lots of times where stewardship has been inconvenient, that stewardship has cost me personally for the benefit of another. And I will tell you this, uh, leadership in the body of Christ is never a zero-sum game. And that's what Jesus was saying. You're never going to break even. You're never going to come out on top. You're always going to sacrifice. There's always going to be an element of sacrifice. But he, what he promises us is that there's a seat at the table for us in the kingdom. And that is, if we need motivation other than loving obedience to Jesus, that's a fine motivation. And also he says, you know, he says this to encourage us, to help us um, not be overwhelmed in the task of stewardship because it is taxing at times. In fact, today, one of my concerns for young leaders and young pastors is, They've taken on a mindset of protecting themselves from sacrifice. There's no way to do that. Um, you, you have to sow into yourself spiritually. You have to sow into your family, uh, your, your spouse and your children. But you, you're going to sacrifice. And at sometimes your family's going to sacrifice. It might just be you, them letting you go do what you need to do. But there is going to be an element of sacrifice. It, it's never going to be a zero sum or a positive gain. So we have to understand that that stewardship responsibility comes with a price. Now, self-limitation is eminently Christ-like because Jesus limited himself, became a man, a human being, walked this world in, as we walk it, put up with some very frustrating disciples, ended up dying on a cross for all humanity. That's a lot of limitation for the divine person. And so we have to be Christ-like in that and being willing uh, to serve, and again, not always running out and doing it ourselves, but we have to be willing to take the posture of a servant, as a guide, as one that encourages and influences people, teaches, trains, uh, speaks life, that we move people towards the preferred kingdom future that God has for them. So servant hyphen leader is always the thing. Stewardship. We are caring for people uh, caring for things, caring for the mission of God, um, that is our responsibility. In fact, right now I'm writing a book on this, that, you know, that we as leaders, we facilitate the kingdom movement of God. And so we need to take responsibility. We need to work hard at that responsibility. Uh, you know, the scripture says, whatever your hand finds to do, do with all your might. And it also says, whatever you do, do is unto the Lord. So in our serving, we need to go at it, you know, great guns, 150% all in. And we can't choose self-protection. We can't choose self-comfort. We must be willing to sacrifice for the sake of others. And I, I think that's really important that we see this as a place of responsibility that God will hold us accountable for. And so in that, uh, I pray for you this week that you will step into that servant leader role, that you will understand your function in the kingdom as a steward of God's people and God's mission, 
God's resources, and that you would effect your stewardship, not with perfection, but with excellence, that you would do everything that you do with all your might, and that you would do everything you do in leadership out of a love for the Lord and a love for his kingdom. So God bless you this week, and I look forward to sharing time with you again in our next episode on the way of the master. God bless.